The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. everyone and welcome to breaking geek radio the podcast with uh today it's just me and danny how are you doing danny i'm good brother the dynamic duo and i do have my bourbon in my hands so things will either go very very smoothly or get chaotically rubbish very quickly what what's that what it cheers brother cheers what is that water with ice cubes well it is, it is 10 o'clock at water and ice cubes bullshit but okay it is 10 o'clock in the morning for you noon but yeah it feels like eight o'clock in the morning for me but anyway (laughs) it's always it's always scotch o'clock somewhere right yeah or beer o'clock but um so today of course as you heard it's just me and danny of course with our producer kyle who might step in once in a while with a comment is this your producer kyle's younger brother Yes, you can't see him, but uh, he got a hair. You, you can watch him on Marvel Multiverse Mayhem and the Katina because he, he got a makeover. Yeah, cut off his beard and like actually styled his hair. And he, he's looking good, man. If only you getting to go to the other shows to see him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I, well, did, it yeah, that That's, I did it on that, that way on purpose. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So um, today we have some news and some trailers for you, but we also are going to be doing four spoiler review, full spoiler reviews of um, Stranger Things four, which we're only slightly late, to- late talking about. God, this is like my nightmare last night where I couldn't finish the sentence. Um, uh, does we have, we have both seen it? We know all the spoilers, and then we also both had the pleasure of watching Jurassic World Dominion, which of we course. Did indeed. Uh, or dominatrix Jurassic World dominatrix shit I think I watched a different movie to you oh no <laughs> yours was probably fr- not free but online and more expensive than mine <laughs> well it was a little bit more expensive and they weren't quite the dinosaurs I was expecting but you know in old people in situations like that was was interesting to say the least I did need another scotch no you did I did get to watch, see the uh, gigantic Taurus or whatever <laughs> still <laughs> <laughs> Release the Kraken. No, that's not what I wanted to see. <laughs> but no, yes, I did watch Dominion um, uh, yesterday, so I'm fully up to speed with that and uh, Stranger Things 4. However, I haven't seen The Boys yet, so if you were going to talk about that today, you might be talking about that on your own. So um, I've been super busy, so there's only so much uh, TV I can I can I can uh, I can I can watch. 
if the show was so wasn't so full, I would have asked you in advance if you'd seen it. But no, we don't need to say anything. I, I can give like a who watches like five minutes. Like I'll do it right now. It's fantastic. Everyone should watch it. Who <laughs> likes it? It was like the first two seasons, and it's far more Chunk fucked Cora. up already. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's start oh. with the news, if you're ready. Yes, sir. Well, I do want to say one last thing before we start. Of course, we're here for LRMonline.com and the Genreverse Podcast Network. So don't, I'll, at the end, I'll list off all the great shows we have to check out. But for that, let's get into cruise news to start. We have two Top Gun stories. As Top Gun still lingers in the zeitgeist, even in the age of dinosaurs and uh, kids with superpowers. Um, so... Top Gun Maverick had an incredible second weekend, which would have been last weekend, Memorial Day weekend. It only dropped 33%, which is a big, like, you know, like Doctor Strange and the average is, yeah. It's it's not like something like everything, everywhere, all at once, which actually grows some weekends because of word of mouth. But obviously, this is a blockbuster, and most blockbusters probably drop over 50%, even the ones that people love. Um. But yeah, it's good word of mouth. Um, I actually kind of predicted this just because all the top like Mission Impossible movies are kind of the same way where they barely drop off, which brings us to the second part of the story. Even though it's his second weekend, um, it is still higher than any Mission Impossible opening in its second weekend. Wow. With, uh, wow. That I didn't know that. That is quite shocking because those those films are those films are pretty big films, right? And they have a lot of good press and they have a lot of good opening weekends. But I can't I mean that that's pretty amazing. I must admit I was shocked by that. I'm not surprised by the the opening weekend for this mm-hmm. one over the last few years. But the fact that it's it's um bigger than the last Mission Impossible. Was the last one Fallout? It was yeah. Fallout, right? Yeah. It's bigger than uh, oh, bigger yeah. than its second weekend than Fallout. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's interesting discussion to say whether they're better films or not, but there's certainly been a much more a much more of a, a positive hype around the, the the Top Gun film. And I do think they this film has hit a, a broader audience than maybe the Mission Impossible films. Um, I yeah, think you've got too, a lot too. of you've got a lot of Top Gun fans that maybe aren't necessarily dare I say it, Tom Cruise fans or Mission Impossible fans. So I think that's helped them. The 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 name of the film, you, it's the kind of film. No offense that you could take your partner to. Do you remember this film we watched 30 years ago where they've just done a sequel? Have they really with the same people? Fuck, I'm going to go and watch that and see what the hell they're talking about. So I think that helped it. But also, I have to say, word of mouth, yes, but I watched it twice. I watched it twice in two days. There's got to be a second viewing. And, and if you haven't seen it on an IMAX or on a decent big screen with a decent sound system, it certainly makes it. So I think there's a lot of people that have felt that like they wanted to watch it again in that first week as well. So Whereas Doctor Strange or whatever it was, I didn't feel that I did watch it twice, but that was purely out of because uh, someone else wanted to watch it rather than me. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm super happy. I, I really am happy about it, and uh, and I will gladly watch it a third time before it comes off the big screen, just just because I know that watching it on the back of an aeroplane seat, which you know, because I'm starting to travel a lot now, that's not the way to enjoy this film. So no, I was so, intended to well be watched done, on Mr. an iPod. Intended to be watched yeah, on an iPod Video Generation One. <laughs> but um yeah not shocked i mean that is an impressive fe- feat but I, like i said it, tom cruise movies mostly have legs because it's an older audience and an older audience isn't always isn't like a, a 20 or a 30 year old who's like i gotta go see it at midnight or like my parents they like going <laughs> to tom cruise movies i mean they're, they're older side 69 they probably would have seen top gun with me if it weren't for the pandemic but 
Like they're like, we don't want to go first two weekends. Like they're the, they intentionally wait because they don't want to deal with as many people. Oh, really? So, yes, they avoid the crowd, so to speak. Well, that that pissed on the net bonfire then, didn't it? When they waited for the second weekend and it didn't drop off very much, it was just as busy as the first weekend. (laughs) Yeah, that means the third weekend is going to be just as busy. Oh, well, the theater will be busy this weekend, but for the same reason, COVID prevented me from seeing Top Gun and IMAX or the big show, as they call the Alamo, is now dinosaurs uh, will rule the box office again, assumedly. I I still think there's a. If as bad as the last one was and as poorly reviewed as this one is, it's a franchise that won't die. And I don't believe at all, as the poster says, it's this conclusion of the Jurassic period or whatever they're calling well, it. We're not going to we're not going to get into that until we get into the Jurassic yeah. past. But um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm surprised by the by the negative reviews so far, or at least as negative as they are. I mean, it's the film's not for everybody. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. uh, in a few minutes. Let's not go into that. But yes, uh yeah, I'm surprised by it. Took the away all, I mean, point is it takes away, took away the IMAX from Top Gun. Top Gun could have had even probably better IMAX legs, but there's always a bigger fish. Yeah, true. Gun Jin. So, and you usually get like a week or two in, uh, in theaters, the uh, IMAX these days, because it used to be one, one or two movies a summer would release IMAX. And now it's like every movie gets an IMAX run that costs more. Like I'm sure Buzz Lightyear will replace um, Jurassic in like one week but we'll see um, more Maverick news. Um, um, this, I actually really like the opening to this article from deadline. I'm going to just say their opening. Good morning. At aviators. Tom Cruise says in the line from the blockbuster top gun Maverick, this is your captain speaking today's exercise is dog fighting. And they go on to say that the legal, there's a legal dog fight between the films box office, high flyer paramount, and he's really based widow and the son and author of the 1983 article that inspired the original movie. Really? Basically they're saying it's, it's too close a plot to the first one so that they can't use the rights again. It's like the exact same oh, my story. Word. My word. Uh, I, I, these kind of things when they happen always, always sadly they don't surprise me, but they, they weren't they We've known about this movie for for years, right? It was delayed for I think it was delayed for almost two years during the COVID. They 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 blocked it and stopped it. They obviously knew how powerful it was going to be on the big screen. So this film, they've known they were making it. They've known it's been in the can waiting to be released. And it's only then when it's actually come out on the cinema. Maybe it's because it's proven to be a big success that then these people, I say this loosely because i don't know the full days has come out of the woodwork so to speak and start asking for money and you said it was an article written 30 40 years ago i mean 1986 i had a, I had a dream about you know i had a thought an idea once about dinosaurs running around imagine what that would be like can i suddenly start getting some money now because i had an idea or thought loosely based on it's not a true story it's not based on a true story of a guy called maverick that worked at top gun etc etc it's very loose from what i can tell so, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs and, and we're lacking a lawyer on the show tonight because Jones is not here, but <laughs> I, will, I will say this, only in America does this shit happen, I'm which sure. is not true because UK has it as well, but oh, sounded better. <laughs> and it, it's interesting, I, I like the comment you made about um, it's, it's only happening because I made a bunch of money because part of it is they're, they're, they're doing an inject an injunction to stop screenings and distribution, but they didn't really? do that before it came out. They did that after its first box office weekend. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let, well, let's be honest. If they do manage to stop it being shown, at least we'll have more screens for Morbius, right? Which can only help that film. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, what they're doing. That's what it is. These are people that were working for Morbius. They take right. If we can get Maverick off the screens, we can have another third showing of Morbius where it can make over fifty dollars. And then Paramount spokesperson to wrap this one up said, "These claims are without merit, and we will defend ourselves vigorously, <laughs> vigorously." Which is exactly what you expect from a big studio with a big tent pole. So yeah, I don't know. All. I'm not a lawyer. Um, not a big city lawyer, but, uh, I, yeah, it just seems like another one of those lawsuits that'll be in the press very briefly. And we won't hear about it ever again. So, I mean, Paramount has the lawyers just like Arby's has the meats. Speaking of meats, no, actually there's no relation here. We're going to talk a little bit of Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters day was this week where, uh, they made some news they, of course they made news they shared some news because it's ghostbusters day it's like star trek day only less people care um so the first piece of the news is they're doing an animated series um for netflix which will be produced by jason reitman and gil kennan um through their ghost corpse or ghost core i always think it's clever if you pronounce it corpse uh um <laughs> company which so far has only made two movies since 2016 even though they made up the whole logo of like we're gonna do ton that was weird anyway. i'm not quite sure what happened um yeah zoom like just reset but everything seems to be running fine now uh yeah Nothing cut out, just Nick. When you, yeah, just, just when, when you started talking about Ghost, Ghostbusters. Ooh. Oh, yeah. um, Since I'm on here, I'll also give you a note, Nick. I, I saw this right before we uh, started. Not only is the uh, the animated series coming, there's an anim- animated movie as well, in addition to the other thing you're, you're going to talk about. Did they say much? Did they say anything about it? They At one point, they announced an animated movie that would be from the point of view of a ghost. That was announced at their celebration day, like, years ago. Yeah. Before even Afterlife, I think. They're not saying whether or or not this is this is that one uh there's a bunch of tweets on screen right now uh from ghostbusters twitter uh a new animated ghostbusters feature is in development with all new characters and a whole new take helmed by jennifer kluska kluska and chris pranoski sorry if i uh butchered your names and written by brenda sway i'm i'm not sure anyways um that phrase a whole new take could be um but it does not say right out of the uh thing that it's going to be um the one from the from the point of view of a of a ghost but that's the feature and you're you're right right on with your animated series and i'll shut up shut up now and i think unless i dreamed this that the the newest video game incorporates that idea where you can play as a ghost and like co-op yeah the i think uh whatever yeah that that one uh you are supposed to be able to uh play play as ghosts so that idea may have been incorporated into that instead or this could also be that we'll see um but yeah the uh the netflix series um come uh, yeah it's produced by the two fellows already mentioned uh with uh canon also co-wrote uh ghostbusters afterlife with reitman who directed and co-wrote it and they're, you know, they're ghost core or whatever. Um, 
no exact plot details. Everything's being kept under wraps. Uh, no writer is attached at the time of this publishing. Um, and it mentions, I mean, this is actually, surprisingly, it's the third anime is Ghostbusters show. I didn't realize there was, I didn't remember the first one, the real Ghostbusters, but I don't remember extreme Ghostbusters, but both aired long enough for syndication, which is interesting. Um, any thoughts on an animated Ghostbusters, especially as Netflix slashes animation? Any <laughs> thoughts on an animation, yeah, does, Ghostbusters animated series? Yeah, they can, and they keep promoting some more animation stuff that they're releasing. Um, you know what? Animated versions of, of, uh, of, should we say, films, franchises, or whichever way you want to look at it, I, I never really get me that that excited should we say it was a real struggle for me to get into star wars uh the clone wars etc but saying that when i did when i get when i got past the first couple of you know, scrappy seasons i actually really enjoyed it and it did make me enjoy then subsequent star wars animation like bad batch etc and rebels um but I, it's difficult for me to get that excited about this until i actually see an episode or listen to you know, listen to experts on this and i include kyle on that kyle is our resident um ghostbusters um uh, should we say expert what, what, i'm that? not that excited about animation <laughs> uh, the animation shows uh kyle i know that ghostbusters is something very close to your heart and i think if i look well, there's usually something in you. there you go there's normally something in your room that is there i can see an ecto-1 behind you uh, on the shelf and he's got the, the tat Ooh, i'm afraid no ghost <laughs> Why is he doing Darth Vader impressions? I'm <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the animation I'm not too not too excited about um, until until I see it and etc uh, etc. Et so it's difficult for me to give an opinion on that. But you guys would know more that this writing talent and creative talent behind it is this something that that you're confident about, happy about, or is it people that uh, this is their first foray? No writer announced yet, but again, that the producers are the writers of Ghostbusters Afterlife. And Jason Reitman's also plot, done plenty of other writer-producer movies. Like, he hit the scene. His first big hit was Juno. And he's done, like, Up in the Air and Jennifer's Body. No, Juno wasn't even written by him, but he directed it. But, like, Thank You for Smoking. He used to live in, like, the independent world and only took over this franchise because his father is the director of the first two. Um, and he kind of, he said it was interesting. It, like, repaired their father-son relationship in a way which is, I found very, very interesting, but that's a whole different story that I don't have pulled up. Um, did you not watch the animated ones before when you were younger? I remember watching the real Ghostbusters. I remember watching yeah. the real Ghostbusters as a kid. When I, I think when I used to get back from school, I used to quite enjoy those shows as a kid. Um, but the, the Ghostbusters Extreme one, I, I, I have no idea that that was a thing. Was that, is that a relatively new thing or, or um, what? It was... Uh, what was extreme about it? It was... Violence? Well, no, it's uh the plot was Egan. nudity what was extreme about it i need to know these things it was a mostly new lineup of characters that was led by egon spendler and oh, right. okay. one of j michael straczynski wrote for the real ghostbusters and he's one of uh kyle's favorite twitter celebrities and writers they talk all the time so uh yeah they're buddies no i wouldn't say we talk all the time or or buddies but <laughs> yeah he's he's a or twitter <laughs> pro prolific uh uh comic book writer um a lot of lot of huge titles so yeah i didn't know right. if you knew that there danny no no i didn't no so thanks for that buddy that's cool 
And the other one we have, it seems like slightly more details on the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's codenamed Firehouse, which in the era of a um, like a Predator movie without Predator in the title at all. I wouldn't mind that as being the actual name. Not even Ghostbusters Firehouse, just Firehouse. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but um, so Reitman's quote that is on Ghostbusters uh, official Twitter page is on the last time we saw Ecto-1, it was driving back into Manhattan, the home of the Ghostbusters. That's where our story begins. The code name is Firehouse. So at least the movie will start in New York City with the older Ghostbusters. And we'll see if, you know, there's lots of speculation at this point. Maybe the family moves there and continues the tradition after finding out about their grandfather. Maybe it ends up back in a small town. I saw, I think it was Cam who wrote the article for our website. And it's like, maybe we'll see, um, oh, I don't remember the villain of the second one. Vigo, the Carpe. Vigo. He's like, will Vigo come back since we already reused uh, What's-Her-Face a second time? Gozer. Gozer. And I'm like, please no. Like, we don't need to reuse the villains twice. Like, let's, 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 there's plenty of cool ghost villains out there to invent. But what are your thoughts on an afterlife sequel that could be more New York focused or is at least starts in New York City? Yeah, I, I think that the, the location for me doesn't really matter. Obviously, they're bringing it home. They're bringing them back to the firehouse and stuff. And all that was I think that was all that all that was to be expected, especially after the the end of the, the, the most recent film. Um, I'm I'm OK. I'm quite happy about it because I was on the side of the, the, the film Afterlife uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was, uh, you know, it was entertaining is one of those words to say. I'm not necessarily in a rush to go and watch it again very quickly, but I'll happily watch it again if it was on. And so I'm pleasantly or I'm optimistic about them making a, a, a film just as entertaining. Uh, I, I know Kyle has certain feelings on this and there's a, there's a lot of positive, or there's a lot of things that I agree with him about um, when it comes to this film, but it's, it was so much better than the previous uh, well, sequel, prequel, readaptation, whatever the fuck that was. That, I mean, that was that was just awful. It wasn't it, even if it stood on its own. It just wasn't even funny. It, it, okay, if you're making a slapstick comedy version of Ghostbusters, at least make it funny, and and it just wasn't. So this one was a, a pleasant surprise. I, I I enjoyed it. So you know, yeah, bring me another one. Give me more of the same. Maybe make it a little bit better if you can, in in a, in, a, in a sense. But yeah, I'll be happy to watch another one. And if it's in New York, so be it. But like you, and I like. A lot of people. Let's not retread old ground. Let's bring something new to this, right? There's, you know, there's plenty of ghosts you can invent without bringing Gozo back and Boober and Red and whatever they were called. <laughs> what about the Fraggles? Oh, that was the Fraggles. Gozo, Boober. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we don't need Vigo, the, the mortician, and we don't need uh, Gozo, the, the moldy cheese. So bring some new ones in. Yeah, I think that they reused the Gozo to like for more nostalgia since they were kind of kicking off a new era and wanted to make it feel like it's the third not a reboot but yeah i think going forward there's no reason to repeat if the statue of liberty fucking starts dancing yeah. through new york city again they've lost me it's like they lost me last time they used that character um, i want to know how they put it back where it belongs that's what i want to know what happened after that night? What happened on New Year's Day? What was the hangover like? Well, fuck, how are we going to put that back? <laughs> Wakes up island? and doesn't wake up, but is laying in yeah, Central matter. Park. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wearing someone else's clothes. <laughs> Next story is a movie I didn't think we'd get an announcements about for a while, but and I originally saw it posted um, on Twitter by an account I've never heard of and didn't even put the source until the threads. So I was like, this is a bullshit scoop. But it comes from Deadline. Um, exclusive Marvel Studios top secret, top secret Thunderbolts movie is gained momentum, including they have got the director, Jake Schreiner. Schreiner? I, I'm going to screw up all the names here. Don't worry. Um, I'm not even going to try. I'd rather you than me, buddy. The script is being <laughs> written by the writer of Black Widow, Eric Pearson. Um, not much is known about the film. A lot of people have been saying it's kind of it's going to be less like. I mean, now now that they're calling it Thunderbolts, so we're not speculating if it's Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers or whatever. It does. It is being described as their answer to the Suicide Squad. Not so much putting together. Uh... Oh, Kyle has some new news, but it sounds more like an answer to the Suicide Squad rather than like an Avengers versus like an anti-Avengers team, but Kyle just gave. Oh, that, that's good news, Carl. Carl, you just made me smile. I'm very happy about that. Okay. That, that, yeah. I wasn't was too sure. Perfect. I was going to lean on you guys. Sorry, Nick. I was going to lean on you guys a little bit more about what the Thunderbolts was, was about, but the, now I don't give a fuck. Now the bit of news that Carl has just dropped on us, I don't care. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, yep. sign me up. When, when's, it, when's it open? When's opening night? Day, I'll get whatever. to that. But uh, the, the scene <laughs> no one can see. No one can see what Kyle shared is according to an insider insider with the knowledge of the project. The rap has learned that Florence Pugh's Yelena Bulova might return to star. And we've loved her in everything so far. I think we can all agree. She's been one of the strongest new characters in phase four, if not the strongest. Um, But the, before that deadline was kind of speculating, um, and they were saying some of the characters that are potentially appearing, and these are actually the ones I mostly guessed, uh, Baron Zemo, who's the head of the Thunderbolts sometimes in the comics. They mentioned Yelana, um, Ghost, Taskmaster. They're basically listing villains that haven't died yet. Um, the Abomination, U.S. Agent, and then they say Winter Soldier, which unless they were going against Winter Soldier, old Winty, I don't see him being, unless <laughs> they really... Uh, <laughs> just. That sounds like a strange, strange like <laughs> type of cider or beer or something. Or you gotta have me a bit of old winty. Keep me I, warm in this mug. Old winty. Where the fuck <laughs> did you get that from? <laughs> I accidentally said it the first time and went with it again. Oh shit. Old winty. That's brilliant. That. That's what they should pop of old winty. Falcon in the old winty. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's interesting that they're also saying general they're saying the no cast is locked in, but general Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross is possibility because he did, they are named after him and he assembles the first team in the comics. But of course the actor is dead. (laughs) So if there is an appearance by him, it's going to be some star Warsy type bullshit or, uh, or just mention him. You don't have to show him Val works for him. Say that she just reveals who she works for when she reveals the name or some shit. It does. I do think if Bucky, I do think it'd be a bullshit to put Bucky on the team unless they really are trying to be superheroes and not bad people. Um, Which I guess in a way they seem to be, they've kind of redeemed all these characters because I wouldn't expect Yolanda to be on a team of dark characters either. But I would not hate to see 
Winter Soldier being a team of bad guys after his full redemption arc, and I would not want to see him hypnotized ever again. It's my main thoughts on the possible characters. Yeah, I mean, the great, the great thing about this is that they're not really bad guys, are they, or girls? They're, 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 they're walking that line of, of anti-hero, good, bad, not really sure what side they're falling. And I think that's even what Simo. makes characters, yeah, even characters and stories like this much more interesting. And it does open up for some, you never know which one's going to flip-flop between backstabbing and working a different angle and working for a different side and another side, an agent, a secret agent, a double agent, a triple yeah. agent, etc. So it's going to make the whole show just that much more interesting. But also they, there's some characters that have, thanks to the last few um, shows we've had, where the characters have actually got some real good, some meaty lines to deliver and some good comedic lines to deliver. And that could play off each other really, really well. With the with the act, actors, with the exception of Taskmaster, not Taskmaster, Taskmaster. Speak English. <laughs> um, with the exception of Taskmaster, um, the others have had some real good, witty one-liner chit-chat back and forth between the the other actors that they've been with. So if we've got the same writing team behind it as well, or similar writing team, and they keep those character traits, this has got potential to be super fun uh, and super entertaining as well. So I'm 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 in with this, and not just because. Uh, because Florence Pugh is uh, is signed up as well. I'm I'm excited about this. I, I, now you've just told me who the, you know, the potential cast list is and stuff and the team ups. I think this is great. This could be the thing that, that lifts it back up again. As long as it's not in a fucking multiverse of some description. Just have it here. <laughs> I think this one could be simple enough. You don't need to tap into yeah, multiverse so. versions because yeah, we kind of discussed. They've all been redeemed in some way, basically. Um, Ghost wasn't as pissed when they helped fix her at the end, so she wouldn't die. Uh, taskmaster no longer brainwashed um even abomination 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 even he we don't know what his full role is in um uh she hulk but wong was taking him out for fighting matches out of prison in uh yeah. shang chi so i don't see why he isn't slowly being you know and I, john yeah, walker never became as evil as a u.s agent in the comics he kind of backed off yeah again abomination after though i'm gonna you're gonna have to remind me and carl maybe you can chime in on this as well if you remember but in the incredible hulk i think the abomination did wipe out a fair few amount of fucking people uh, i think it wiped out a fair few amount of military personnel on his little rampage so Zemo i killed a bunch, have... blew up a bunch of people and suing the king of wakanda yeah. <laughs> These these characters have got some more redemption to do, if that's even possible. Uh, I know that their motivations were X, Y, Z, and you can relate to them. But they're, you know, the what they did ultimately is going to take a little bit more than just some funny writing and giving them some nice one-liners. You know, I like the way they interact, but I don't think they should be forgiven. For you know, to keep it simple, I don't think their forgiveness should come that 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 easy. Um, but that again, that makes it for a great idea for a show, a great dynamic in the show, right? These guys are, do they even want the redemption? Do they even give a shit? And that's where maybe the story is going to go. You know, they either, maybe they're not sorry for what they did because in their mind, their reasons for doing it made it justified. And that makes for interesting stories and interesting characters. So I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. But I don't think the is, uh, is innocent, should we say? No, no, not at all. It's like the Suicide Squad idea where it's like they're probably going to be working a mission for the guys that you know val is maybe we're going to be uh speculating here um amanda waller of sorts where even to this point she's like you can call me val but don't really call me anything because like this is like top secret shit like don't tell anyone <laughs> but um 
So I could see that kind of being a thing where she's in charge of a top, top secret government uh, project put together by Thaddeus Ross, who's never trusted the Avengers. So do you want to move into some trailers? Some trailers. That's a very good English accent you just did there. As long as you say, as long as you say, um, yeah, in all of it in English and you pronounce the names, go for it. No, I'm done. I'll screw it up if I do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It can't be any worse if you try with an American accent. So roll with it. Yeah, let's get into some trailers. I, I think I watched all of the ones that we we were we were scheduled to watch and a few more as well. They've, yeah, because I had a. I had a bunch up there and I was like, that's too many trailers this week. Let's drop it down to three. So we have time to talk about Stranger Things and uh, Jurassic World. Um, first, we have the Black Adam official trailer um, starring The Rock, Piers Brosden and other people. But really, it's all about those two because, uh, you know, Piers Brosden, Bond, Dr. Fate. We have a uh, Hawkeye, not Hawkeye, <laughs> Hawkman in this. Um, of course, Black Adam is played by The Rock. Is the, I think it's the Justice Society of America is what they are. And then is it just the Adam? Is that the name of the Incredible Shrinking Man? I watched him on uh, League of Legends, but they almost never call each other by their. Um, I, I saw something about potentially calling them Adam Smasher. I don't know if that's just a, oh, okay. a comic title or, or not. Who? And a picture more than the trailer has a remarkably similar suit to Deadpool down to the stitching of his mask. Um, just like they recolored it. But what did you think of this trailer, Danny? It was, what's the word? Uh, it was um, average. It was very much okay. Your there was nothing about the trailer that because I'm not familiar with Black Adam as a as a comic character at all. DC DC really wasn't my. I found a lot of the DC characters were, with the exception of of Batman and Lobo, they were the only two DC characters that I actually really got into, and so I'm not familiar with the source material. Um, and so I was hoping from the trailer for it not just to be, hey, look, The Rock is in this, so come on, fucking watch it. They didn't really make it anything other than a generic superhero trailer. And, and I was hoping for a little bit more. It didn't do anything to make me think, wow, that's what Black Adam is all about. I, I mean, in fairness, there'll be probably be two, maybe three, a couple more trailers before it's released, right? And maybe I'll get a <laughs> bit more. But this one was underwhelming and generic. It, it didn't inspire me at all even the moments that were meant to be holy fuck wow or funny they weren't i didn't crack out laughing at the end when the glove suddenly appeared on the window after we got blown up because i well of course he's not fucking dead that, that that there's no why would you why would you think i thought he was dead so the big shocking hand on the window screen after he, he caught a rocket yeah it's I'm like, like no yeah. shit there are supermen in your world <laughs> Oh, and it, blew, and it blew up, and you expected me to think, oh, my God, Black Adam's dead. No, you were just explaining that he's a god and he can catch a rocket, so there's no way it's going to fucking hurt him when it blows up. So, so, yeah, so all of that just made it feel very generic to me. I do like The Rock, though. That's the thing. I do like most of the recent things he's been in. I, I find him very entertaining. I find him very charismatic when he's doing his thing. Uh, I've just finished watching Ballers for the last time. I'm not a huge fan of the of the show as such, but even in that, he he has a certain screen presence and uh, and gravitas that makes me want to watch him and stuff. But this was just like, okay, it's a rock film. It's going to be an action film. No, nope. yeah, I'll probably be there opening day, but you really didn't make it that much exciting. So generic and, and bland is probably the best way I can go with it. 
and Kyle confirmed yeah. it is Adam Smasher, um, the character. The because basically this trailer has not to insult any of the characters: Falcon, <laughs> Doctor Strange, and Ant Man is what I thought the entire time, especially with some of the effects they used. But I do love. Um, I haven't seen much of him um, in the comics, but I do enjoy um, Captain Fate or Doctor Fate rather. Um, especially because he's part of the Constantine world. Um, he's a magic guy. Black Adam uses magic. Um, he's actually one of the people who could beat Superman. And more, his origin is very closely tied to Shazam. Like, they even reference him in Shazam that someone thousands of years ago did take the stone or, like, something like that and waste and decimated. I forget the exact rules of the Shazam opening, but they do reference Black <laughs> Adam in that because... That's his main role as black as uh, Shazam's nemesis, um, which is why they're like next time we'll make Shazam versus Black Adam <laughs> for Shazam three or Black <laughs> Adam two. Um, he's always the rocks. Uh, the rocks been passionate about the project. I agree about the trailer, generic superhero trailer. I would even say Sony level superhero trailer. Like a lot of I, I'm more excited for every other uh, DC project right now that we've seen footage of. Even ones we haven't, like Aquaman. I guess we've seen a little footage from Aquaman and that DC teaser that like teased all of them. Um, way more excited for The Flash. Uh, not really Shazam 2. We haven't seen any footage, but I have no interest in Shazam 2. But in The Rock also, like, it seems like he's, I think this is going to be a detriment to the film. He's playing the character, so he seems very stoic. And I like The Rock when he's like cracking jokes and witty and stuff. But this trailer gives off the feeling that he's just going to be like, I'm a god. and I'm going to smash a wing off an airplane in an Iron Man looking scene. Yeah, well, that's kind of why I mentioned Ballers, because in that he's very much the stoic one. He's very much a oh, serious role. Yeah. And so so he does pull that off, um, that kind of role. He does. He does pull it off quite well. But with a, with the DC film, I do would like to see a little bit more of the smart talking Rock, but then again, I don't want to see him just being the same character all the time. I don't want him That's to true. be just doing his rock shtick. So, you know, in fairness, we haven't seen much. We've just seen pretty little snapshots, right? We've seen what he looks like with his gear on. We've seen some of the effects. We've the seen scorpion some of the effects scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of that. It was like I was a slave, and it's like, hey, it's Scorpion <laughs> King. But saying that, you know, it is the first trailer. We are going to get a couple more. It is going to be a film that I will watch on the big screen. So I, I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, completely write it off yet. I am hoping for better from the second and possibly the final trailer. Um, but at the moment, I'm like, yeah, okay, next. You know, so if it was if it was Instagram, I would have swiped next to the next trailer and not felt the need to watch it again. Yeah, yep. I agree. I've, I did like the line, even though it's cheesy, of... Uh... Or Dr. Fate, Pierce Brosnan's like, the, you know, it's kind of the Deadpool thing where he's like, the only difference between being a hero and a villain is murdering people. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, there is that. It, you know what? You know what's funny? But I haven't thought about it too much recently, but there's only a few actors that I'm aware of that could fit into the physical presence of someone playing Lobo. Um, and The Rock, because Lobo is a smart mouth bastard, and, and he's very much the DC's um, DC's Deadpool, for want of a better comparison. You know, it's same, same. Um, smart talking bastards, right? But from a physicality point of view, he, he needs to be a big guy, and The Rock could do that, but he'd have to disappear under a lot of makeup, and I'm not sure that would happen. 
Um, but In to Batista. get a Lobo film made, yeah, you would have to have someone like The Rock. Now, Batista could probably pull it off, but then the He's a better actor now. Be. Yeah, um, but Lobo's set in space, and so you'd need a huge budget to really pull that, you know, to pull that one. I mean, not saying it can't be done now. The technology is there now where we can save a bit of money. I forget what the technology is they're using with the uh, with the Star Wars projects at the moment. Stage so it's not craft, to say it couldn't be volume. done slightly. Thanks. Thanks, Carl. Yeah. So yes, uh, the volume it could be done. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a Lobo fan, so I would be itching, itching, itching crazy to have it, and then probably be really pissed off that they dumbed him down and they didn't include the dolphins. If you're a Lobo fan, you know what I'm talking about. But if they didn't have the dolphins and and the uh, the bulldog, it would ruin it for me. Dolphins in space. That just makes me think of a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> yep. There's dolphins in space. Yep. Awesome. But why the fuck not? Yeah, and he rides a Harley Davidson thing. He rides a hog in space as well, without without the need for oxygen. So fuck it, it's comic book. <laughs> <laughs> so next, anyway, have... I digress. See, look, let's see. That's what it's done. All Black Adam's done is maybe want a Lobo film. That's all that's done. <laughs> maybe someday you'll get that. Um, next trailer is Nope, which uh, Kyle will not be watching, even as he plays it for us. Um, like, Jordan nope. Peele's nope. next film, yeah. Nope. Written and directed by Jordan Peele, of course. Um, they played the trailer, the most recent one, in front of Jurassic World for me. Uh, it looks scary, to be honest. The aliens look you. scarier yeah, than I expected. What was that? They just played it for you. You made it sound like they played it just for you because they knew no, you I mean, in the audience. They put it. I told Kyle when he goes to Jurassic World to bring uh, earmuffs and uh, a... Uh, earmuffs? Not earmuffs, and, uh, but earmuffs. Oh, I don't know. I think of old school ways like earmuffs and then, a, you know, like a bandana to put around his eyes. Um, earmuffs, Kyle, and a scarf and some big mittens. You've got to be nice and warm in that cinema whilst you're watching Nope or not watching Nope. But um, I thought the trailer was really interesting. There's still a lot of questions about it. But obviously, they're not hiding that's an alien movie at all. Um, some pretty scary stuff in there. Just a lot of confusing stuff. I like kind of that the plot is that they're going to try to make the most of a mysterious alien above their farm and like both capture video of it and maybe even sell tickets to like, so they can like yeah. save the farm and stuff. And, but the trailers shifts in tone like twice from like creepy to like everyone's excited to like t- <coughs> terrifying again. So it's, it's a fun trailer that actually seems definitely has the Jordan Peele DNA, but it feels like it has a little, he's adding some extra pizzazz each time he makes a movie. So what do you think of it, Danny? More excited, less excited? No, I, um, I'm neither. And I say neither because I actually really, really liked the first trailer because the first trailer was a lot, it showed a lot less and therefore was a lot more ambiguous. And that made me think, what the fuck is this about? This, all that looks, what, you know, what is this? It was, it had some secrets, right? It had some, uh, it was keeping the um, it was keeping the magic box or whatever it's called the mystery box closed. Yeah. and I really enjoyed that. This one, even though it didn't really tell us exactly what's going to happen, it showed us a lot more. It showed us, I think, for me, a little bit too much of the film. Now we're obviously all still guessing. You were you were guessing you were um, um, speculating. Yeah speculating to speculating out there in them their hills you were speculating on what it could That's be so there is still some of that there is still some of that of what is this all about i just think they showed a little bit too much this time i really like the first one it's a little bit like that first trailer for is it was it bullet train the one with brad pitt that's set in yeah and the fast yeah when they didn't show anything 
and it was just that. And I thought, now I really want to see it. And then the second trailer, although it was good and it was fun and it showed action, comedy and stuff, I'm like, well, well, now I know exactly what it's about. I'll still go, but I feel like I wanted to avoid that. So I wish I hadn't actually watched this trailer and just kept the first one so I can go in much more blind, much more oblivious, and then be entertained by whatever he throws at me. So it's not that the trailer was shit. I just felt it just showed a little bit too much and uh, and and that kind of ruined the the guesswork for me, the uh, I want to figure this out. So I will avoid any other snippets and, you know, you know when they do the sneak peeks and the the scenes yeah. and all that. The what do they, what do they call them when they're just showing the little like clips? Scenes, I don't know. Sometimes they call it like sneak peek or something. That's it. I'm going to avoid all that. I'm going to avoid any chit chat about it. I'm certainly going to avoid any where people have actually said this is the plot of Nope and stuff because I like going to the movies now and not knowing what the fuck is going on. And this was one of those. So yeah, trailer was all right. Just wish I hadn't seen it. Yeah, and I didn't, just, I didn't need to see a trailer for this movie at all. Jordan Peele's name is on it. I liked, I loved his last two films. Sold. Yep. All right, yep. Kyle, we're done with Nope. Oh, wait, time to pull up some more grab. I'm just kidding. Um, you, you, can take, you can take your earmuffs off. I'm, I'm, the, I, I'm the one in charge of pull, pulling up graphics, not you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> As, Let's peaking, watch that Nope trailer one more time. Us peeking like, up at the corner where I can see the the studio page on on one of my monitors just to see if it like the title card had appeared again or not check out my re- reaction to the original nope nope trailer on the genreverse podcast network uh youtube ch- channel for uh the reason why i didn't do one for for this one <laughs> but gotten so many views because that's my favorite reaction hold on <coughs> excuse me folks um, we have one last super teasery trailer that, again, they probably didn't need to put out, but it didn't change anything for me or seem to reveal anything. Um, <coughs> Stranger Things, yeah, I know, for Volume 2 Sneak Peek, they call it, because it's a 30-second teaser trailer. What do you think, Danny? Does it even you even need more excitement for the second part? We're going to review it in I a did, bit. I, yeah, I, I, I watched it. Um, I Again, I kind of didn't need to watch it i'm not i'm not saying it didn't reveal anything it didn't reveal anything new and like you just said it didn't make me any less excited than i already was to see how this season wraps up uh, i think we're going to talk about stranger things in a little bit more detail uh, i didn't need this trailer i don't think anybody needed to see this trailer anyone that's enjoyed the show is like hurry the fuck up july the first let's get this over with um but it was nice to to know that um yeah that it's coming to be reminded that it's going to be in a couple three of weeks. weeks three weeks yeah. that's how quick it is my roommate's really upset they split it but i'm like dude they could have waited a year right. between them oh. with that cliffhanger it's just it's three we, weeks it'll last longer in the zeitgeist we yeah, exactly we've had this conversation and the the week by week episode i think is so much better i mean we've we i mean the boys have been talking about obi-wan it's whether we like the show or not having it a, an episode a week gives us chance to break it apart talk mm-hmm. about it chat about it complain about it sing from the trees about how good it is or bad it is or whatever and it just keeps it talking so it's a win-win for everybody right everyone keeps talking about it for a whole week and then that makes it what eight weeks nine weeks however long the season is so it's smart Uh, they did the netflix thing they gave us a big chunk of it but then they said but we're not giving all of it to you you're gonna have to pay for your monthly subscription again uh or get your for two months (laughs) yeah um so yeah i'm i mean i was gonna watch it anyway right if, if yeah. i watched the whole season four so far there's no way i'm gonna watch or not watch the conclusion uh so exactly. roll on july the first 
Yeah, excited for it already. Well, I was obviously excited. It's the first time, but so um, let's give a quick spoiler-free review. If we want to talk about spoilers, we can of Stranger Things season four, volume one, like Mission Impossible, Ghost Reckoning, volume whatever. But um, <laughs> first, I'll give what the critics and the audience thought. It's just based on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety-one um, percent from critics and ninety-one percent from users. I don't we it's rare that they're close and it's even rare when they're the exact same number I find what it was your spoiler free thoughts of season four part one uh spoiler three I think this this season has um it's starting to pay off with the characters that we've been introduced to I really enjoyed seeing the I'm glad they didn't split them all up and just made it like two groups rather than splitting them all up individually so, so far, this has been a great working in um, character development for these actors and actresses that we've, we've grown up with over these last few years. Um, there's bits that I've really enjoyed. There's bits that have maybe raised an eyebrow and there's bits that I've gone, what the fuck? That, they wouldn't really do that in real life. And I know, it's, uh, I know it's a TV show and I know it's certainly supernatural, but there was a couple of things that we'll talk about when we get to spoilers that, that like, that's not how you would behave. And I think Kyle and Cam have t- talked about a couple of these already. Um, certainly revolving around the use of equipment and how a digital watch stops when it gets soaking fucking wet. Well, no, it just dies completely. You wouldn't see a screen at all. It certainly wouldn't stop on the time. But uh, that wasn't a spoiler because you have no idea what we're talking about. But things like that, easy to fix. That just needs someone standing behind the directors going, wouldn't it be better to give him an analog watch? Wouldn't that make more sense? That kind of thing, right? It wouldn't be the 80s Um, if it wasn't a digital watch. (laughs) Well, but well, the that's crazy. Where I think they were popular. I think that's where they've leaned too heavily into making sure everything was like time correct. But everyone had a Mickey Mouse watch at some point or a Swatch at some point, and they were all analog and they were in the 80s. So it, that's not something that needed to be done. But hey, anyway, I digress. Overall, I've really enjoyed the season, certainly much more than the previous season. And that's not to say I hated the previous season. I just think this one's better so far. I'm enjoying it. Do you have a letter grade? I'm going to say a B, maybe a B minus. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not going to give it an A, Nick. You better justify the A you're about. To That's the thing. Uh, spoiler <laughs> free. Um, I've liked every season a lot more than some people have liked season two and three. Um, okay. But they definitely do feel like filler now. It's like they introduce more characters and ideas, but like the mind flare is kind of filler for what we're getting Venka or Vecna this season, yeah. um, who is, I don't think it's going to be the big, big bad because we still have another season left, but it definitely yeah. feels like we've been leading to these events more so, at least in the Hawkins area and flashbacks more than we have. The other two seasons are kind of like adding characters, adding you know, Russia as an enemy. We've gotten some great characters added in between like Murray and uh, Max. And this season's added great new characters that, like they always kill the new characters please don't kill certain people but um <laughs> but yeah and i would actually give it an a plus but what the fuck but oh, shit. i've watched it twice i love it but um okay. don't worry yeah. i won't be giving both projects today <laughs> even above a b so or even a b so. a plus so that that's perfection then is it it's absolute perfection is it, it as far as tv get goes better. yeah I mean, everything has faults in it and like, you know, questionable like decisions. But at the same time, it's like 
I said this kind of when I saw Cam and uh, Kyle discussing it on our Discord, which everyone should hop on if you want to talk Stranger Things with us or anything else. Um, I did. I was kind of like stuff like the digital watch and the flashlight. Usually the last thing I think about when I'm watching a show about monsters from a different dimension. That's fair. And especially like, especially yeah. since I watched half of a special, like with the, where it was Felicia Day or whatever, interviewing like first Duffer Brothers, then like Winona Ryder and David Harbour, then the kids and the Duffer Brothers was just so excited. They're like, yeah, we're waiting for them to grow up. Last season was kind of our last like 80s pop season now we're able to do like full-on horror like night before like nightmare on elm street and all that stuff um yeah they were just super stoked like we finally got here it's like we started you know you know a kid like not a kid show but very amblin and now we're like very much like full horror which we can say without spoilers that this is a this would easily be in rated r horror film whereas i was called the other seasons pg-13 I've had a couple of friends and they've said, oh, I didn't realize it was because obviously they're not quite as, um, should we say, geeky as us. They didn't realize the new season was coming out. I said, yeah, season four's dropped. They split it into two two parts. You should watch it. And they texted me after watching the first one, like pretty much with, with comments like, holy fuck, what the fuck? This has got mad. This is, this is crazy. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Comments like that. So it's very much changed uh gone up a gear as far as the horror the gore the violence etc not that it was a soft show um but they've certainly turned it up a notch and and i'm all for that if it if it helps the story and they've certainly leaned into it and uh yeah i i'm i'm enjoying that aspect of it whether i get, I, don't, I don't i don't know if i'd ever give anything an a plus nick i mean that's just like okay this is perfection but i suppose it's like you say it depends how you look at Perfect it and, for me and we're, we're going to talk about jurassic park and i've got a comment about um, the first Jurassic Park, very similar to what we, we're talking about now, about how you look at films and how you can forgive stuff if it if if the overall film or TV show is is okay, is good. Um, but yeah, so well, you're entitled to your opinion, mate, even if it's wrong. Hey, <laughs> the last time I was right, Top Gun was the last thing I gave an A plus, and that was the Cinema Score also. So well, that's fair. And people well, are with you, me. I know that- I know we're I know we're not comparing apples with apples, but I think Top Gun Maverick was closer to being a very very close to being perfect cinematic movie experience than Stranger Things Four is to being a TV show. But I think but for me, Stranger Things, ever since I discovered it, like I mean, like you know, we got big, but I, I, I'm gonna make that like I was the one who watched it first. I actually did check it out the night <laughs> it came out, knowing nothing about it. And again, if I didn't know it wasn't a Spielberg project from the 80s, I would have figured it was some movie I hadn't seen before, especially with the lower budget the first season, because that's why I liked it so much. Um, it did exactly what I want Super 8 to do, which I think is a complete failure of a movie. And this was kind yeah. of what Super 8 should have been as far as like, it's better than stuff Spielberg does today because he's so focused on period pieces and stuff. He, don't, he, doesn't, get do, he doesn't do fun movies anymore. He just... You watch your your mouth forgetting about Ready Player Player One there, Nick Doll. Oh, Nick Doll. That's true. I always forget because like it's his one like he even handed Indiana Jones off to someone else, which in the end I have no problem with. He's a better director currently, but but yeah. Spielberg at the top of his game. It's just like yeah, Amblin. Even Jurassic World when we get to it doesn't have an Amblin film feel to it anymore, and it's still in the opening credits. So that's Amblin. But um, spoilers, shall we? 
Sure, you got you you've you you've seen it twice, dude. You're going to be able to recall and remember and give so much more than me. All I can well, I can remember a couple of things that I'll add to it. But yeah, go ahead, buddy. I'm going I'm going to appreciate the recap from you right now about what I what happened in episode one and two and three. Well, I'm not going to give a recap necessarily. I'm just if people are here to listen to spoilers. Spoilers, everyone. It's because they've seen There's it and they want to hear someone else talk about stuff that you can't talk about your friends about if they haven't seen it yet. Um, okay, so that opening scene definitely deserved that warning even though i think we said it only was in the united states where they put the warning in front and as we kind of discussed when we brought up originally it's a scene you cannot avoid because they keep going back to it and back to it and of course the scene in question is it appears for the first six episodes that 11 murdered all the other numbers and the nurses everyone but brenner basically is how the show was set up to make you fit. And they keep flashing back to it. They have to flash back to it. So she, because of course, Elle has no powers. As we saw at the end of last season. So in order to get her powers back, they subject her to memories in almost an inception style to our reminiscence type way with Brenner being back and everything. I guess I thought he was more dead than he is. I don't, but I mean, I think he had kind of a comic book death in season one is he, the, is he the guy with the big big white hair like yeah the, who was have we haven't seen since season one matthew modane is the actor that's him yeah yeah i get i was getting those mixed up with the with the other doctor scientist that is in this one played one by that, mad about you's uh paul, oh, Ry- paul riser yeah i always remember him from aliens oh yeah yeah he was the yeah. asshole in uh aliens yeah. that's how i, I get that how he, yeah, and that's how I always remember him uh, as the as the asshole in Alien, so to speak. And that's why they cast him as the second Doctor. Is they're like, ooh, will he be an asshole Doctor like uh, Brenner, or will he be? Yeah, you know, playing off expectations of seventies and eighties films. Um, uh, I I enjoy the I always enjoy the combinations they split people into. Like, yep. They've stopped just do like the first season. It was adults, teens, and kids, and it's like talk to. I know, I know, it's crazy, but talk to each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> but and this, they've done a better job of communicating with each other. And they've basically, it's basically two teams: the Russia team, yep. Russia, and team uh, Hawkins. No, and then there's the California kids, but they don't really get to do a lot this season, except where we get to meet uh, Dustin's girlfriend's family, which is a lot of fun. And I absolutely love the villain venka or vecna whichever it is um and i think this entire season is about episode seven i think episode seven is my most watched single episode of a show since the episode six of loki just based on the like the villain reveal of number one being and i love how they do the reveal where he's showing it to nancy the same time that he's telling it to eleven so you're like, oh shit, that's why there's spiders. That's why there's a clock. Like, that's why everything's important. That's why there's a haunted house. Um, yeah. And in fact, I think one of the show's greatest strengths is cut, cross-cutting. Like when they cut between the the basketball game, I almost called it a match, the basketball game and the Dungeons and Dragons game where like they're both trying to make the final shot and the final, you know, dice roll at the same yeah. time. So yeah, there were nice touches for that for sure. They did a lot of things like that very, very well. Um, and I did enjoy those little nods. And I, I played Dungeons and Dragons quite heavily as a kid too. And I remember the uh stories about it being devil worshipping and 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 
Satan inducing and leading you to be a psychopath killer Which and all is that kind so of thing. weird now because it's like now it's just the geekiest thing though it's coming back in a big way um but it's a geeky thing it's not yep. <laughs> especially like you don't have to yep. play dungeons and dragons with wizards and shit i play a star wars version which still has wizards and shit there's called jedi and it's just <laughs> the I- idea that uh uh games going back to that are the cause of of violence uh in some some people's minds game. and now it's vi- video game games you know they yeah. said the same about doom as they do do about call of duty these these days and study after study has proven never ever has that been been the case i don't know mario kart has made for a lot of angry drivers just throwing shells at each other (laughs) just carrying around turtle shells they've been collecting and chucking them through people's windows (laughs) (laughs) and bananas i got too many bananas thrown under my tires these days it's not fun anymore people cut it out but you can keep going danny I interrupted you. Uh, yeah, no, I was just, I like the, the throwbacks and the nods. So there was a lot of things that they did really well. Um, but this is, this is why the, the, the season for me has been really interesting in that sense, because they've, they've done things like that really well and clearly thought about the time period that they're in and how they can match them together. Like you said, the dice roll and the basketball shot. But then there's things like um, they sent Eleven to go to California to keep her hidden. Right. But then they kept her with the same family and they didn't change the family's names. Now, I know we're not living in the year 2020 where you can be tracked on your telephone, but it doesn't take the most genius person at the FBI or CIA. to well, let's just let's just find out where what's her name's living and, and see if she knows anything. Oh, look, there, there's 11. Oh, it's, it's a different name. It's Jane Hopper, named after the yeah, police Hopper, chief yeah, and, and whose first what, name yeah, is on her birth certificate. <laughs> It's, you know, it's like, so you now, unless that's in the buyers, that so fucking stupid that they, they didn't think, well, hold on, we've made that a bit too obvious. So I can only assume that was on purpose. I think it's just for the you audience. Know? You know, everyone knows Will Byers and the Byers family and yeah, uh, so it was things like that. There's this kind of not to say it took me out of the season, but there, there are things like that that made my eyes rub. So I tell you the biggest one, and again, I, I, I did enjoy the show. It's when Eleven was confronted at the roller disco. Mm-hmm. And all the other people are roller skating around her. And her fucking boyfriend is just standing there watching. And watching. Yeah, I thought he should jump in. And then what does he do? He does jump in. He goes and talks to the DJ to ask him to turn the music off. Like, the music at the moment, buddy, is not the main threat to your girlfriend. It's the 30 people roller skating around her. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I know he's just a kid and stuff. But my first reaction would not be to stare at it and see what's happening and go and talk to the DJ. It would be to get in there push those little fuckers out of the way, get hold of my girlfriend and drag her the hell out of there. And so I'm looking there going, why is he just standing there? And it did take me out of it. Why is he just, all I can think of is, why is he just standing there? What a fucking dick. Why are you just standing there? And then when he went to the DJ, I went, ah, oh, fuck it. I was watching it with someone. I went, ah, oh, fucking what a dick. This is stupid. Took me out of it. So there's little things like that that did take so me out of it. Some stupid decisions. Yeah, did a little bit of a stupid decision. I did enjoy the show, but that was just, that was just silly because they needed to have her confronted and have shit thrown in her face so they didn't distract the boyfriend with something else they just had him standing there staring at her anyway digress a little bit but that stupid decision like that made it because he just comes across as a bit of a dick what a dick of a boyfriend just to stand there and watch and let that happen yeah I, life roommate said this and i kind of agree i like mike less every season like he well, is kind of the most detached 
Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And he, yeah, you're right, he's a lift. But I'll tell you what, I did like that happened after that because we did get to see Eleven smack her in the face with a roller skate. Now, that was fucking cool because she deserved that, that bitch. So I really enjoyed that. And of course, if she hadn't had the milkshake thrown at her, we may not have seen that. So <laughs> maybe that's what they were building towards. That It was a bit of a trade-off. Let's make let's make him look like a bit of a dick so we can have roller, blade, roller skate assault. I feel so I bad for Will. I still feel so bad for Will. It was not written this way. They didn't even notice it. But that takes place on Will's birthday, that scene. And Will's, you know, he already looks unhappy that, you know, he's barely getting any attention from Mike. Because Mike, even though it's Mike's like his oldest friend, but that, that makes it so much sadder, his expressions. Where it's like, it's my goddamn birthday. <laughs> Where's my milkshake? <laughs> any other, like, uh, I know we've discussed a lot of uh, logic things. Like, yeah. um, obviously, when we're referring to the watch, we're referring to Eddie, great new character. I wanted to bring that up. Um, and the flashlight referring to them wrapping a plastic bag around it and jumping into water. Um, again, things I don't really think too hard about when I'm thinking of a show with yeah, people floating up in the air and having their bones broken and their eyes like that exploded. Was when that, that first one in the caravan, that, that was that was that was something special. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, there's little things like that that have the danger of taking you out of a show like this. But I think overall, they've done such a great job with the show that these are m- minor things in the grand scheme of things that I've just like. And like you said, this is a world that's this is a world that's got another world just below the surface that you can go through little portals and there's wizards and shit and stuff going on and people with psychic abilities. So I can I can suspend belief for a little while with these and little things. What do you think about the origin? of one aka i'm not gonna say the villain's name again i don't remember if the c becomes that before or after the end if it's well the guy that or... the guy that yeah the guy that um the guy that um was helping 11 but then turned out to be the main the main warlock or wizard okay, or who kind of gave the uh join me and together we will rule <laughs> the galaxy vibes no uh, that 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 build up in the clinic in the underground that that was really fucking good when they revealed it was him that was the one that was responsible yeah. that was really good that that that's the kind of thing that okay now I can forgive you all the other shit um, and that's kind of the scene for me what makes it feel like we've been waiting for season 4 cuz they've they've been holding on to this scene you know not I don't think I don't think he's the origin of the upside down but the origin of people who like of this baddie and how it ties back to 11's past yeah. That would have been the first time she opened the, the gate. Yeah, yeah. So overall, move uh, before we move on. Um, overall, it's definitely a, a great show. I'm looking forward to July the first. And if you haven't watched it yet, dear listener, uh, and you've you managed to get through the spoilers, go watch it. Go catch up on it. You got a couple of weeks left though before you have to uh, before the next part comes out. Which you yeah, can we've got dinosaurs. Now. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Jurassic World Dominion. With uh, 80, no, that's that's wrong. I said 80, 88% like this movie, and that's just Google. It's not even like the other ones. But um, Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, 34% from critics, and a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. And though I know it, I disagree. Uh, it's a not a good, like, it's my third least favorite out of six, which isn't saying a lot. Like, third least, yeah. not third favorite. Um, okay. But... It's not nearly as bad as Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. But I do have a theory of why it got lower reviews. Um, What would be your spoiler-free review? Spoiler-free review. Um, 
this one does exactly what the previous one should have done. It gives us more action with the dinosaurs and moves along the story at a faster pace, even if the story is a little bit uh, weak. I'll leave it at that as a Twitter review. I want to give a grade before spoilers. Uh, C plus. I almost feel like you're being too kind. <laughs> and I'm the Jurassic World lover. Well, also, yeah, oh. well, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of comparing it with the previous one a little bit. So I'm kind of, you know, giving it a little bit of context and comparison. And then the previous one for me was a D plus at best. I was really disappointed with that one. So give it a C plus for what it was. We'll um, talk about wine. Yeah. So your, your, your turn. I really like, I really think they handled it the best out of Star Wars and uh, Ghostbusters of balancing the new with the old as far as actors and characters, especially since this isn't this really a spoiler. They're on two different plot points and get to the same location. They're not both involved. They have two different reasons why one group is there and another group goes to the same location. Um, It's not like... uh, Oh, we we have to grab Alan Grant because he knows shit about dinosaurs. It's like, no, he's brought in for some other reason. Never recruited by Chris Pratt or vice versa. Um, so I thought I enjoyed every scene that the old cast was in, even when it was with the new cast, because they were written so much like the original characters. Like, yeah, like, you know, and that's something I think Jurassic World forgot. Is like we have all these unique characters that play off each other and are witty yeah. and like get on each other's nerves and then jurassic world was like let's hire one of the funniest actors to play the most boring character jurassic park franchise has ever seen with chris pratt's character it's like no give him i going in i'm like he's gonna have some ian malcolm charm and some uh uh alan grant wits about him it's just like no he's flat doesn't do anything so yeah i would cut the entire half of the movie which is most the action that had the the young uh, new cast in it um and i would give it a c regular c okay wow i'm i'm i am surprised not because i was expecting you to give it an a but you're a bigger bigger fan of the uh, of the jurassic jurassic world films and before we move on to spoilers i just want to say the reason i think the critics gave it a lower score is this is the first jurassic park movie i can think of where there isn't a single memorable action sequence there's tons of actual he, sequence, but not one stands yeah. out to me as like, this is that movie's action sequence. Or like, even the third one has the Spinosaurus killing the T-Rex. Or even the last one, which is which is the second worst and hated by Jonesy and stuff. He even admits that the opening, the opening to the fall, Fallen Kingdom was better than any scene in this movie. Just oh, the yeah, opening. The Fallen Kingdom goes flat as soon as they get off the island. As soon as, as, soon as they're on that boat, the whole thing kind of yeah. gets ruined. See, it's interesting you say that because I actually, am, you know, I'm not sure I will watch it again. I might, I might do. But I actually found the raptor chase sequence in the city where they, where individuals were being chased by the raptors. Like, as in the very off. clear in the trailer. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that because of its the, the way the camera was moving along with them. It was very kinetic. It was very high energy. But I could still see, I, could still, I still knew the choreography of the chase. And I like because these raptors would catch these people in an instant. And we've been this week, we've been talking. If you haven't been, uh, if you're not on the Discord channel yet, people really get on there because we've been talking this week a lot about how people are running in shows recently and the running <laughs> away from stuff seems to be ridiculous. But in this one, they're running away from a creature that could fucking outrun a cheetah pretty much. But they did a really good job of showing, but yeah, they may be able to run fast, but they're not built for inner city 
they're not built for an urban environment. So they kept slipping and tripping up on shit. And although it got a little bit comedic that they would trip over everything, the speed they were running and their lack of, should we say, grip would make that like something that they would do. They would overreach, they would overjump and they would trip over shit and stuff. So that meant that we could have a chase scene between two creatures that in theory would be able to catch each other or you know, one would be able to catch the other but kept it very kinetic. And I like the fact that they went into the cars. So that whole sequence for me, the raptor chase, raptors chasing the humans, I actually thought that was the highlight of the film. That whole, that whole sequence, just before they left the island or left Cyprus, wherever it was, on the plane. I actually really, really enjoyed that. So when they, uh, when they first opened the crates and the dinosaurs got escaped to when they got on the aeroplane, I think that was the action sequence. And I'm, I'm surprised that everyone was saying that it wasn't a good one because I found that really... Energetic, I don't know if people are saying that or not. That's what I felt like, you know, because like all of them have like the classic, like yeah. Lost World. You have the you have two class, like three classic ones. I don't know, but I guess my problem with it, and I realized this while watching it, and I know I always bring up Mission Impossible, but like <laughs> even the trailer for Mission Impossible, it's like look at all these cool car stunts and stuff, and this you're like I'm watching a CGI monster chase a, a stuntman on a bicycle when there's no yeah. danger at all. And like even the cars yeah, that crash into each other don't look like real cars. It looks like a CGI trip. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. the main difference, especially following Top Gun two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, where, where we know that a lot of the action was real in frame, in picture and stuff. Like, um, like I said, yeah, I'm not even convinced that the cars were real, like that got smashed up and stuff. That's yeah. all looked like CGI. I mean, it may have been, but. There was some there there was some characters and moments that were you know the the main bad guy the Steve Jobs bad Let's guy. Let's do was, spoilers now. Yeah, yeah, it was was poor. Oh, I thought we already were. Fuck, sorry, sorry, anybody that was listening. Um, yeah, that that he was poorly written. He was a bit generic. And then 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 they had the people that were working for him that were meant to be giving comedic moments, like running commentary. The guy making the coffee was meant to be funny when he's talking about the different types of milk stuff so it kind of the, the comedy wasn't funny except when you were like you were saying when the main cast the old cast and the new cast were interacting the subplot comedy bit part actors added nothing to it and certainly didn't make it lighter or more fun um so it's, it, it for me it was the best when it was the dinosaurs chasing the humans and that's that's simply that any of the other storyline the fact they're in a lost valley now. Alan Grant going back for his hat because clearly a nod to fucking Indiana Jones. I just leave the hat. And the last comment I kind of thought was funny. Up. It felt like there yeah, were more references to other Spielberg stuff, only because she's like, forget the damn hat. It wasn't like yeah, he actually got hat, it back. Yeah. Um, and then there was there was one moment when someone said, I think it might have been, um, oh, I can't remember who it was, but they said, it's not about us. It was some concert. There was some talking about something, and the reason why that stuck with me is because I remember when the first Jurassic Park film came out, and I remember there was some people at the time. I think it was some critics, and there was a couple of uh, adults that I knew at the time, and they said, "Well, it was a bit boring, but the story was a bit shit." And to me, I loved dinosaurs, and seeing that film for the first time on the big screen, and like, holy shit, they look like real fucking dinosaurs! Like the technology was amazing at the time. And the T-Rex was a real T-Rex. It was an animatronic mixed with digital. It was mm -hmm. fucking amazing. And I remember it getting me quite upset at the time. Like, why are you upset about the storyline? It's fucking dinosaurs escaping from a park. They're not got world domination. They're not going to have some nefarious 
subplot about stealing money from Fort Knox or anything. They're just fucking dinosaurs that are going to eat shit. That was the story. Dinosaurs escaped and humans were trying to get away from them. That's the story. So to complain about a storyline, what do you expect? It's dinosaurs. So they tried to give the story in the previous Jurassic, what was it, um, Fallen Kingdom, this mm -hmm. technical story stuff about selling bits and pieces. And I'm like, just show me the fucking dinosaurs chasing people around because that's really what this is going to be. And just do that really well. Um, and so for me, most of the time, I enjoyed the stuff when they were being chased by dinosaurs, whether it's the new swim one that's got feathers that went underwater or they were being chased by the big fucker that was apparently the biggest dinosaur ever. That was the fun stuff you know, when, when they were being attacked by dinosaurs. And I really didn't care about the dinosaurs' motivation being anything other than hungry. That's what's interesting to me. I, like, I grew tired of the action sequences and even went to the bathroom twice during the movie and one of them was with the swimming. When the swimming feathered one started, I'm like, I get it. And I went to the bathroom and came back in time for the next dialogue scene with the classic characters. Does that not make characters. you think, though, does that not make you think, though, that maybe these were this shouldn't have been another trilogy? It should have been just one more film where we could have seen dinosaurs with better technology. Because I, I totally agree. Agree. But that's why we didn't need three films. That's why we didn't need another trilogy. Because what can you do with escaped dinosaurs? Agree, especially. Things? It's just it was a cool idea to have the park open, be successful for years, and then have a disaster. That's a fun plot that that they definitely should have done. But yeah, yeah. and then left it at that. It yeah. Left it at that. I do. I'm glad that Dyson is back. Uh, that's the company. That's that's obviously Dotson. I hate the actor who plays Dotson in this. Um, yeah. Remember in the original movie, Dotson, we got Dotson yeah. here, you know, and he even has the shaving cream recovered from the yeah. island somehow. Yeah. And gets killed yeah. by the Dilophosaurus also. <laughs> but um, yeah. that was my favorite dinosaur return. I actually got really scared during the scenes with all of them. Except for I think Brady just like snaps one's neck or something. <laughs> Well, he just grabs it by the throat to stop it spitting that shit in uh, in her face. And then yeah, they tase it or something. But um, I tell you, one thing I've got a question for you though, Nick is uh, you know, I'm no expert in dinosaur breeding or anything, but the amount of dinosaurs that escaped at the end of Fallen Kingdom to suddenly be able to populate the entire planet as quickly as they fucking did, I know they can self replicate or whatever you call it. But how did they really get that many dinosaurs that quickly to be spread across the planet? I don't know. I, I think there needs to be a bigger time jump. Because remember that yeah, one? Maybe they did. Maybe they. Maybe they hunted down spot may, fuckers. They're not. Exactly yeah. But I like the idea of the farm at the beginning. Maybe they grew up fast because they had fully adult dinosaurs. We don't know how many years it's been after Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, it didn't I seem just, like I wrong. And they, they were raising them. Yeah, I found it a little bit hard to believe that, that that many escaped and then that many were farmed and then that many, because there was only two lorries that escaped. So there's only a certain amount of dinosaurs on the trucks and there was only a certain amount that ran away from that forest. You know what I mean? That, that again, doesn't it's, it's escaped dinosaurs, whatever. I'll suspend disbelief. But the fact that they're now literally living with us and we're petting them in the park along with ducks and stuff, I'm like... I don't I like don't that scene. Would, I don't think they I'll would never have, get used um, to this. Yeah, I agree. That's just follow through from an even worse Jurassic movie. Um, yeah, it's kind of what they had to, that's what they had left, right? It's what happened at the end of the second one. So that's what they had to roll with. So, uh, so yeah. So, so I like overall, the original cast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I really like the original cast. I really thought they were witty, even when I added with the new characters. All of them. I was going to say Jeff Goldblum is my favorite. He's not. They're all great. But I do love all of his comments about blue where he's like you uh you, you have a dinosaur on your back 
And then he's like, so, yeah. so how exactly do you talk to a dinosaur? And he's like, it's like a mutual understanding. He's like, yeah, I, I had that with my dog. He humped my leg so often. I have like a, I forgot the exact a term, a leg, callus yeah. on my leg. <laughs> he got the best. All of them were like that. Like Grant just being sarcastic all the time and yeah. still being like really like high school crush around Ellie all the time and jealous yeah. whenever Malcolm was too close. And I liked their plot better than the other plot where they're following they're going there because they've been invited by an insider to yeah. investigate why Biosyn is making giant prehistoric crickets that will wipe out all the food supply except for was sold by Biosyn. Yeah. The, yeah. The actor didn't do it for me. He, I always picture that actor, the Steve Jobs type guy who, you know, very intentionally that kind of character. Um, yeah. Like that's the actor who plays Peter Parker's dad in the amazing is Spider-Man it? films. And that's all I can picture him is having an oversized role that shouldn't even exist in a Spider-Man film. No, fair enough. But so that took yep. me out of it just whenever I saw that actor. But overall, just, just, it was fun. It was fine. <laughs> yep, it was an entertaining movie. Did I miss an end credit scene? Because I walked out of the cinema. I wasn't going to hang around. I don't know. I assume there wasn't. I didn't stay. I don't think any of them have had a post-credit scene. Oh, then, okay. I thought I saw somewhere on a, on a chat that was don't don't forget the post credit scene. I thought shit. Did I miss? Oh, I said that there? about um, Miss Marvel, which I was shocked had a oh, post credit scene. Yeah, well, that I was in our chat. That. Yeah, it has oh, a post credit okay. scene. It was. Okay, it was well, thanks, no, and Kyle saying saying, no, there is not one on Jurassic World. I okay, didn't figure good. there wasn't. And well, I, I wouldn't give a shit. I'm not going to go and watch it again just to see the post credit scene. So yeah, fuck it. I'll wait for it to come on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> if there if there was one. Don't even have to worry about it. I was like, this franchise hasn't done it before. They say this is the end. And I believe that yeah. about as much as the Fast and the Furious I, I, franchise. I hope it is, because I, I do hope it is, because there's some good films in amongst the six. There's some ones that I wouldn't mind watching again. I'll certainly watch the first one anytime it comes on. That That's that's a given. So, yeah, let's just let this beast die. Let's leave this one alone. I would actually love an R-rated streaming show that goes close it stays pretty close to the books and all the complications of the books in fact they they reference john hammond in uh westworld where uh ford who created the park in the hbo show westworld two of his like employees are talking about it and he's like yeah he's got this like rich friend who wants to start a park off the coast of costa rica but he re- refuses to take our robots even though we can build them like robots he wants to make it like a nature reserve of some kind (laughs) so you're like oh the michael Crichton universe it's just like a really quick throw line line but i'm like do that give me the same extremism as uh westworld and do just one season and call it jurassic park then if you want you can follow the second book which barely follows the movie at all it's like a season two yeah ready to wrap up uh, yeah, let's wrap this puppy up. The poor listener has been listening to us for 90 minutes talk about average films and above average TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> and cruise yeah, news. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week for Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast here on the Genreverse Podcast Network. You can LRMOnline.com. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us on basically any streaming service. Uh, all the good ones. I mean, I, I guess I'll list some of them. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, you know, the big ones. Um, if there are other ones, I hope we're there. But no one uses any other streaming service than that. Well, in fact, most people use YouTube. Um, we, of course, have another tons of other great shows on our channel to access, including 
anime versal reviews. And then uh, Kyle's give me the heads up that I got the name of the show right. The Cantina, which is for all your Star Wars, Obi-Wan stuff going on right now. We got Marvel Multiverse Mon- Mayhem <laughs> for all of your... It used to be Mondays until Marvel fucking changed it, so we had to change the alliteration of Triple M. But uh, where, Mayhem, where we now we also have shows going on that day too, so it keeps Kyle very busy on Wednesday, having to watch a Star Wars show, a, <laughs> a Marvel show, and record two shows with me and Cam. So, yeah, I don't feel like I'm forgetting any of our big podcasts. Uh, of course, Kyle reacts, but. As much as I tried to prod him into it, he would not react to it. Nope. He says, mental health is not worth clicks sometimes. <laughs> and with that, uh, Danny, where can that be found? Uh, you'll find me in the living room, finally getting around to building my um, Lego uh, Batmobile from the latest Batman film. Oh, that's halfway cool. through. So if you want to find me, I'll be there building that. And I've got to finish building that because there's a sand speeder thing in Majiggy that I've got to build next. God, I wish I had more money for Legos and more space for Legos. Lego, um, no S on the end. For fuck's sake, Americans. God, Lego. <laughs> God damn it. Lego. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can be found at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. Um, I'm always on Marvel Multiverse Mayhem and try and make as many weeks as I can on Breaking Great of the Podcast. So summer's coming up. I'll be gone some weeks. Jammer will be gone some weeks. Danny will be gone some weeks. Well, maybe. Um, but uh, we all come together for Avengers level threats and hopefully there'll be more threats in the future so with that uh, hasta lasagna don't get any on ya we good I don't need to say mission accomplished it's <laughs> just two of us I was gonna say I hope you guys aren't wait on, waiting on me to say anything no 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 <laughs> I was like I don't two of us Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.